Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. March 11th, 2020. Both teams have gone back to the locker room. Utah's no longer on the floor. The Thunder are no longer on its bench. The officials have gone back to the A mid-season NBA game between the Utah Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder. A game that signaled a change for how sports will be played and watched during the pandemic. The game tonight has been postponed. You are all safe. And take your time in leaving the arena tonight and do so in an orderly fashion. Thank you for coming out tonight. A player for the Jazz diagnosed with COVID-19, bringing a pause to the NBA season and a complete halt to other leagues and college sports. Well, it's really difficult, you know, to tell those student athletes that their season was done. That's East Carolina University Athletic Director John Gilbert. You know, it's almost like a season-ending injury, even though, you know, we had no, uh, you know, physical ailment. From an emotional standpoint, a mental health standpoint, uh, this past year has been really difficult for the student athletes, coaches, and our staff. But a new spring brings new hope for athletes and their fans. I'm Emily Severidge, and we'll talk to Not On Your Side's Kelsey O'Donnell about the state of sports during the pandemic and find out if there was more lost by student-athletes than just a season. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The State Of from WNCT. This is a little segment that we're doing, a segmented series we're doing for you guys, where we're really diving into the different aspects of farming, sports, the economy, business, all those different aspects of our society that have been impacted by COVID-19 over the past year. And we're really trying to focus on those areas and figure out how they've done over the past year and where they are now and how they're looking towards the future. So today, our state of is going to be about sports. And we are joined by Nine your Side digital reporter, Kelsey O'Donnell. Hello, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. And so sports, I think, has been you know, one of the hardest for people to see a change in because, you know, having regular games and a regular season schedule is one of those aspects, I think, of daily life that feels so normal and consistent to people because it's it's always been the same. The seasons have always been the same. So when that changed, you know, I think the outlets for a lot of people nationwide were gone. So what kind of impact have you seen among sports fans in particular? It has been a tremendous impact, Emily. Well, actually, March 11th, Thursday, March 11th, which we are recording on today, um, marks the one-year anniversary of kind of when things went dark, the shutdown of sports initially. Um, but over the years, the the one-year anniversary of it, you know, the impact has been from youth to college athletes mm -hmm. to professional athletes, even to fans watching at home. And I did my special report on that and really looked into, you know, even the kids at youth at Greenville Little League, they struggled emotionally for a couple of months where you're used to being able to go out and play your sport, play baseball, play soccer, play lacrosse, and there was no outlet for them anymore. So they're stuck at home, maybe playing some video games. And you kind of fall into this dark pit of, you know, are we going to ever play again? Are we mm. going to be able to go outside without wearing a mask? Um, so that's a lot of the changes. And I looked at the emotional standpoint through college athletes. I spoke to um, athletic director John Gilbert over at ECU, and he was saying, 
you know, it's it was a big challenge for a lot of not only the student athletes, but the coaches and the staff as well. Definitely. And and you've mentioned it, the emotional state. And that's something I really do want to touch on because you talk about it in your special report, the impact of the pandemic has had on the mental health of these athletes and other people connected to sports. So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, people all over the country, this has been difficult emotionally, you know, physically, mentally, but for people of sports, how is this really impacted? I mean, having something that's so big a part of their lives being Mm -hmm. taken away. Oh my gosh. There's so many different angles I could take at this one. The first one, like I was saying with the children, you know, that's an outlet. You grow up. I know nine times out of 10, a lot of kids and a lot of parents put their kids in sports to learn these lifelong lessons of, you know, how to overcome obstacles, how to work together as a team. You're learning team building things and just being together rather than being alone at home and maybe getting some of that build up energy out, running out on the field, whether you're playing basketball on the court, anything. Um, So that was definitely a big um, aspect was the kids point of view. But, you know, It goes all the way up to professional athletes, even to myself, because I work in the sports industry. We were, for a time here at our station, Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, we were questioning, hey, are we going to have a job? Because we don't know what we're going to report on. We started trying to make up some stuff, and (laughs) we're like, all right, here's our backup plan if we don't have sports to report on, we're going to go out, we're going to compete against each other, and we're going to make a story (laughs) out of it. That way we have something. But, you know, it, it just, it changed tremendously. And I think of the professional athletes, that's their job. Yeah. So what do you do when you're not able to play? Exactly. And there was a lot of salary cuts and everything. So emotionally, it was a roller coaster over the past year, not only for the players, but for myself as well, for the staff behind the scenes. I mean, you look at ESPN too, you've got videographers, camera people mm-hmm. behind the scenes that are now put out of the job. All this, all these things, newspapers even. I mean, it's such a big trickle-down effect that emotionally it was a big, big struggle for a lot of people. Definitely. And a lot of these kids, you know, like you said, this is, you know, their life. They, this is their after-school activity. This is what they're passionate about doing these sports. And a lot of them really continued to practice on their mm-hmm. own, really tried to keep up their, you know, athleticism throughout yeah. this pandemic. So what were some of the ways that, you know, when their practices were canceled, when these games were canceled, what were some of these things that these kids and these coaches were doing to to keep on that right track? So we saw a lot of really creative things over the past year. I know I, for one, um, got myself a TikTok and I've learned <laughs> a lot of different ways of how to work out at home. Um, even just watching the kids, you know, making ladders in the sand or yeah. that way they can do their footwork or Nolan Knight went out and covered um, ECU's quarterback Colton Nailers. He does what's called, or well, did do what was called a hillbilly workout where he would literally lift cinder blocks oh in his gosh. backyard because you couldn't go into a gym. So you got to make up and somehow stay in shape for all these things or you know there were just so many different things people were using soup cans as free weights and I myself tried that one out Um, that was fun (laughs) but it was really cool to see how people how their minds were working just to be able to you know stay active and get out there and stay on your game and stay fit um I got into a little bit more running (laughs) I never thought um I set myself a goal of 
I would have never done this if sports didn't shut down. But I said to myself, I'm going to run 10 miles in one one time. That's awesome. I was about ready to cry once <laughs> I was finished. But I mean, there's different things. And I'm not the only one. Like I had friends that were saying, hey, we're not playing. So I'm going to set a goal of trying to do reach this milestone with yeah. running or with lifting or different eating habits. So it was, it was really, um, there have been a lot of different new um, ways people have created to be able to um, stay active and everything. For sure. And, and kind of in going with that, I think in a way that this pandemic, these practices, these games being canceled, it's almost, I want to say brought sports fans and athletes even closer together, because like you said, they've had to find all these new ways to continue to practice, to continue to keep in touch with each other yeah. as they, you know, work out through this, work through this pandemic. So what are some of the ways that you've seen that, you know, athletes and coaches and fans are trying to keep in high spirits, you know, <laughs> moving throughout this this whole year? Yes. So I will tell you, this is something we have never experienced before. We've never right. had a shutdown in sports. So a lot of players and coaches, outside of not knowing what to do, they were willing to overcome that. Um, and try new things. So I was speaking with one of my interviews for the State of Sports um, report is with the head football coach over at DH Conley. His name's Nate Connor. And he was saying, you know, we've taken technology and kind of ran with it and yeah. used Zoom. We would have team workouts together on Zoom or, you know, you'd set up your camera or your phone and you're in front of it. And the coaches through that screen telling you what to do. And right. whether that be sit-ups, push-ups, lifting weights of whatever sort you have in your backyard or that type of a thing. Um, they would do film studies over Zoom and stuff. So I thought that is a really cool way that people have, you know, looked at all of this. But I think people have also taken a deeper dive into the passports and maybe learned from yeah. some of their mistakes, gotten more time to do some film study and really um, focus on themselves. Definitely. That is a really interesting point because a lot of teams mm -hmm. did take that time to really review and a lot of, yeah. um, you know, sports reporters really have been taking this time, to, like you said, to review old sports clips, old games yeah. and really figure yeah, out what else is there to do. Right. Which is so interesting, <laughs> though, because, you know, that's a whole different uh, field of interest for mm -hmm. some people is looking at past games and yeah. analyzing them and getting into that. So that's super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and sports venues are, you know, they're finally starting to reopen, of course, not at full capacity. But what do these reopenings mean for sports fans in sports teams? You know, do you, you think we're starting to get that sense of normalcy back now that people are able to finally be in the stands again? Well, um, that's exactly what it is. It's a a, a small step in yeah. a sense of normalcy. That's what people live for. If you're, you play sports and afterward, do you want to watch those sports? And it's, yes, it's fun to watch them on TV, but it's just a different type of excitement, which you can't even explain in words mm -hmm. to be at a live sporting event, to be, you know, at an ECU football game, being there on the sideline, being there in the stands, being at an ECU baseball game or a little league game. Like there's just the crack of a bat in person. It just gives me chills to think about like <laughs> the difference of, you know, watching at home versus in person. It's such a tremendous difference. And I think a lot of people are extremely, extremely grateful to be able to be back out there, whether they are socially distant, they may not be sitting in their exact, their seats, you know, at Daddy yeah. Ficklin Stadium, I was speaking with the um, athletic director, John Gilbert, and he was saying, we are allowing people back, but they just need patience. You got to work with them because there are season ticket holders who are probably going to be a little frustrated saying, hey, Oh, I yeah. want to sit in my regular seat, but 
his view is, hey, we're letting you come back into the stands. Right. So you just got to work with us. You got to wear your masks and socially distance. It's not going to feel exactly the same, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. For sure. And I know a lot of people, like you said, everyone's excited to get back mm-hmm. to a little sense of normalcy because like, we, like we've said, you know, sports is such a huge outlet for so, so, so yes. many people, no matter what kind of sports fan you are. It really is an outlet for a lot of people emotionally, physically. Um, so I want to go ahead and wrap up this uh, podcast for the state of sports, but I want to go ahead and, and touch on something that you say in your special report towards the end. You say, we're all still learning how to cope with the changes and like a team grow stronger together. And I think that's just a great point to make. You know, we've all, it's not just one community, one state, one nation. This whole, our whole mm-hmm. world has been through a similar experience together this whole year dealing with it. And, you know, we're going to get through it together. We've been through it together and we're going to make it through to the other side together. And I think that's what we're really trying to, you know, highlight here at WNCT Mm -hmm. is is reminding us that with this state of series that we're all in this together and we're going to get through it together on the other side. So thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining us for this state of podcast. You guys can check out Kelsey's story, of course, more in depth on the state of sports throughout this pandemic. So be sure to check that out. And thank you, Kelsey, so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, guys. 